Welcome to one more episode Micro Podcast Digital Transformation Industry 4.0 and Emerging Technologies. I am Vijay Gunti and I am the host. With me is Derek Jose. Derek is the co-founder of Flutera, monetizing industry AI in energy and engineering industries. Derek, welcome to our podcast. Can you please introduce yourself to the audience? Uh, thank you, Vijay, for having me. Uh, good evening, everybody. Uh, Derek, co-founder of Flutera. So the vision in Flutura is to build a world-class product company in the industrial AI space. Uh, we have got customers, uh, or paying customers who are really trusted us with the transformation. Uh, Shell, Halliburton, um, uh, ABB, Honeywell are some of the customers who are trusted us to transform them. Our product Cerebra is operational in 20 plus countries. Uh, and we hope in the next three years, uh, we'll be able to create a world-class uh, product company out of India uh, in the industrial AI space. Uh, we have been ranked by Gartner as number one based on the peer insights review they had. Yeah. Uh, good to know, Derek. So my next question is about what are the business benefit and uh, challenges you see in the adoption of digital transformation industry 4.0? Okay, okay. So I'll, I'll unpack this and break it down. So we focus specifically on the uh, industry AI space. Essentially, we ingest sensor data and uh, predict uh, operational outcomes. Uh, so there are two buckets of use cases which you see. Use cases which add additional revenue stream to the company. The other bucket of use cases is use cases which take out cost. Uh, so, so both of these types of use cases act on the left hand and right side of the balance sheet. Uh, so from a, a revenue generation point of view, we have seen an uh, Austrian wind turbine provider. They normally sell their wind, wind turbine uh, in, in a capex mode. Uh, so you've got to pay them a couple of million dollars and you can install the turbine and start generating electricity. But they never sold to the, uh, for example, in the Vietnamese market. Vietnam has a lot of uh, water streams which can be converted to electricity, but it was too expensive for them to pay in a capex mode. What they did was they censored up, uh, they created a version of the wind turbine uh, specifically for the Vietnamese market, censored it up completely, and they sold it in a usage-based model. So for every unit of electricity generated, uh, these guys will pay a small percentage to the uh, Austrian company. So that way, uh, pay-as-you-go model, whenever the company makes money, they're able to pass off that a percentage of that money is creating new business models. Uh, so that is asset-as-a-service business model, as I would call it. The other is uh, taking out cost. Taking out cost would be, for, for example, we have done a project in upstream oil and gas in Houston, where uh, it takes about 28 days to drill for oil. And if there are any inefficiencies, uh, no, it takes 30 days, 31 days. And for every day delayed, the fine is about $120,000 you have to pay. So as the uh, drill bit is drilling into the earth's crust, a lot of sensor data is generated, RPM talk, all of that. From that, we predict the invisible loss time, as we call it. You know, all the micro inefficiencies which happen while drilling into the earth's crust, and we're able to save uh, roughly $240,000 per well. So these are some of the uh, use cases. One type of use case generates money, the other kind of use case uh, saves money. And, and, and both these are uh, uh, buckets of use cases are accelerating in uh, uh, the industrial world, I would say, oil and gas, specialty chemicals, process chemicals, et cetera. Yeah. In terms of the challenges you mentioned, 
uh, yeah, uh, I see, uh, I would say three specific challenges. Uh, the first challenge I see is uh, industrial mindsets uh, require a lot of change management because they're used to behaving in a certain way. Uh, they're used to seeing tangible stuff. Uh, when you buy a motor or a pump or a valve, you can touch and feel it. Digital is very invisible. Uh, so they do not know how to evaluate these platforms, uh, what is the business case for it. So there is a lot of change management and uh, associated executive change management associated with consuming uh, industrial AI solutions. So that's number one. The second is in certain industries, I would say uh, in, there is not enough sensor data pools for you to start uh, looking for patterns in it. So lack of availability of data or sensor pools is a challenge which um, prevents it from advancing itself and achieving the full potential. Uh, the third challenge I would say is articulating the business case. How do you articulate a business case for a use case? So business guys are saying, show me the money. And you have to directly say how the output of an analytical process moves the needle uh, on an outcome for that particular company. So mindsets, data, and business case are three challenges which I see uh, in advancing uh, industrial AI and uh, digital solutions in this market. Uh, thanks, Derek, for sharing your insights. Uh, so you know, right, the current pandemic has bought new business models and there is a new business norm. So how do you think uh, the COVID has affected the business models? So one is people want to conserve cash. So they do not want to uh, spend more on CapEx investments. So moving to from CapEx to OPEX-based business models, where you pay every month for usage, is a fundamental change we are seeing in the marketplace. And a lot of that is powered by, in order for you to do that, you should know what the equipment is doing, what the process is doing. You need to have eyes on the equipment and process. That's where digital is accelerating. So fundamental shift we are seeing is movement from CapEx to OpEx. And second thing we are seeing is a lot of uh, additional value added uh, services around remote collaborative troubleshooting. Uh, so setting up of command centers. So, so you can essentially monitor the health of oil wells in Russia and Houston, uh, sitting on our outskirts in Bangalore. Shell has actually started doing that. So new business models in terms of uh, 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 asset as a service, as well as remote collaborative troubleshooting, which is a value added digital service. These are two things which you are seeing right now. Yeah. Uh, thank, uh, thanks, Derek. Uh, so, yeah. so my next question is: I know you have already shared about the case studies, use cases, projects. Uh, uh, in in my last question, can you share some of your experiences and when you when you went and seen in the implementation phases of the use cases, what kind of challenges you face right over there? Yeah, so uh, I'll give you some specific examples. And I, and one of the things is uh, we did a project for Shell uh, where we they had something called the gathering systems. So gathering systems, the networks of pipes, motors and valves, pumps and valves, which are moving gas from point A to point B along the old value chain. And uh, they had to optimize that whole network of assets. Uh, and so when I say optimize, what they're saying is if I'm adding a new pump or modifying a new pump, what effect does it have? Commercial implications does it have on the outlet pressure? 
So they didn't have a, they had a tool, uh, they had a tool from a previous vendor, but the accuracy of the predictions was very low. So we went and uh, uh, kind of remodeled that whole thing on our mm -hmm. platform, Cerebra. Now the fundamental uh, challenge we saw that, uh, as I said earlier, is that willingness to believe that uh, uh, completely data and AI-based approach can eclipse uh, more physics and heuristic-based approach because that was what they were following. So change management, as I said, is number one. And also getting quick access to the breadth and depth of data. You know, there's a variety of data available, you know, sensor data, lab data, all of which is available. Uh, just putting the pieces of puzzle together took us a lot of time. Uh, yeah. The other project which we did was for uh, in the uh, process chemical side, we were predicting failure of uh, a catalyst manufacturing unit in the US. Uh, again, uh, one of the challenges, so they had two sources of information. One was the sensor data and the other was lab data. Uh, just trying to correlate the two uh, and, and link it up uh, proved to be a challenge. Yeah. Uh, got you, Jake. So my next question is about the emerging technologies. So we keep hearing like the Internet of Things, industrial Internet of Things, uh, you know now the digital twins, artificial intelligence, machine learning, blockchain, and many more technologies. According to you, how and what are these technologies are affected or affecting the Industry 4.0 era? Yeah, so I, I'll talk from experience, our experience in the uh, energy and engineering industry. So I would say uh, there are three I see very clearly uh, emerging as blips in the radar. One is uh, acceleration of edge intelligence. For example, metals and mining and uh, marine industries on a ship, there is no connectivity to this thing. So there's no cloud at all. So cloudless edge operations, uh, intelligence is a very strong trend uh, we as future are seeing. That's number one. Number two, also very specific operational processes uh, are becoming autonomous, but there is no human in the loop uh, to take a decision. So while we have prediction systems, I think there is a big leap of faith from predictive systems where a human looks at the predictive systems and uh, decides on an action to take. So the next step is uh, we are already seeing autonomous drilling operations pilots happening in Houston. So autonomous operations is going to be the second important trend. Uh, the third, which we see is emergence of vision intelligence. So there's a ton of unstructured data, it could be geospatial data, it could be thermal imagery data, it could be non-destructive testing data. All of this uh, basically detect you know, vision intelligence in terms of detecting anomalies in it. For example, uh, we're working with a PCB manufacturer where we are taking the vision intelligence to essentially find out defective PCB boards. Uh, um, human eye, it can do much better than a human eye. Vision intelligence can detect anomalies much better than human eye on missing. So these are all game-changing use cases and these, will, uh, these technologies will definitely in the next three to five uh, years will accelerate. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Derek, uh, for sharing. Uh insights on that so my last question is about the uh, the career opportunities uh, you know uh, you have to uh, reskill upskill and you should be a kind of a continuous learner so according to you what career opportunities you see for fresher students and professionals in the next five years on these emerging technologies and what do you recommend to learn them sure sure 
Uh, I, I see uh, probably about four uh, areas where you can uh, essentially create job-ready skills uh, from a learning and placement perspective. One is uh, we have heard a lot about consumer AI, whereas in the industrial AI, companies like BP, ABB, Shell, all of them would require a lot of capability in analyzing high-frequency time series data. Uh, so these are sensors are emitting data every milliseconds. And for you to detect anomalies at scale. So something very specialized skill set in analyzing high frequency time series data is something which I think would be a very hot skill. Second area is, as I mentioned earlier, is in machine vision intelligence, where you're able to run neural networks to detect objects, events, or areas of interest, let's say from a drone imagery kind of stuff. That would be a very hot job ready skill, which would be highly sought after. And the third area is, uh, I would say, emergence of industrial bots. So, for example, if you're trying to troubleshoot an equipment today, a lot of that knowledge exists in the heads of experienced people. Trying to codify that tribal knowledge and botify that as an offering for frontline people. Uh, so, botification of frontline maintenance and stuff like that. There are a lot of use cases there. Uh, for which the supply demand gap is high. That's the third area. And last area I would recommend is uh, specializing in industry specific use cases. So a lot of people learn generic skills, but let's say if you want to enter the refining industries and apply AI, you will need to know how to predict quality of certain uh, liquid outcomes. So you need to know the industry specific outcomes. If you're going into, uh, let's say marine industry, you will need to know how to, what are the important signals for engine failure, uh, stuff like that. So verticalization of AI is a fourth area where I think top-ready skills can be created. Uh, thanks, Derek, for sharing your valuable insights on digital transformation, Industry 4.0, and emerging technologies, uh, on, and also on business benefits, challenges, and also giving your valuable advice and uh, sharing your insights for students, freshers, and professional community. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Vijay. Have a great evening. Bye-bye. Ah. To the audience, stay tuned for more industrial insights, experiences on digital transformation, industry 4.0, and emerging technologies from various industry experts.